Wow. That's a wow. I mean, the idea, I mean, during the unfortunate health crisis, we saw a lot of governments taking steps that perhaps raise an eyebrow. And Australia did stand out. And I understand that there have been some cases, or cases are being in the process of being brought before the relevant courts, because there are definitely some constitutional challenges. The idea that you can prevent a citizen from leaving mm. or from re-entering, it does sound preposterous. And, you know, going back to what we discussed earlier, flag theory, it's definitely a case study for the idea of diversifying your lifestyle. The I, So the idea really is that when a government perhaps overreaches a bit, and I mean, I mean, I'm not making excuses. You know, perhaps there was a good reason, blah blah blah. But when they do overreach, in our opinion, we at least have the option of saying, you know what, I'm going to take a timeout. You know, it was good. I'll, I'll see you guys in a bit, and and you can go elsewhere. And you know, so so definitely, this as if if there was ever a story that would justify it, I think what what you just explained definitely definitely is now. You so you, you decided on Paraguay. Mm. What is the process for, for residency in, in Paraguay? Yeah, yeah that's a great question, and mm. um, I think that's one of the uh, one of the strengths of the if you were to choose Paraguay as a solution. Mm. Effectively, um, you need basically two or three documents. So you'll need a, mm -hmm. a birth certificate with something called an apostille. Should I quickly go over what an apostille is for your... Please, yeah, go for it. So um, how I like to explain it is you can imagine you have all these different governments um, around the world. They they need some sort of stamp to show that the government that you're... Sub sorry, the document that you're submitting to them from your home government is something that's acceptable, acceptable and it's legitimate. So it's basically a stamp one government will put on their own documents so that it's acceptable by other governments around the world. So anyway, you'll need your, your birth certificate with an apostille, or if your country doesn't do an apostille, there's a, a separate process for that that's very similar. You'll need a clean criminal record check, again, apostilled. And if you've been married or divorced, you also need that documentation um, with an apostille. So in terms of the documentation, it's really that. Now, where it can be a little bit restrictive is there's some passports that Paraguay easily gives a visa or it's visa free. And it's very easy for them, those people to use those passports to come uh, to Paraguay. There's other passports that Paraguay requires a visa, in which case the process can be a lot more difficult. Not necessarily the, the residency, but in helping people, sorry, in getting people to actually obtain the visa to come to Paraguay to start the residency. So if there's ever kind of like a hard barrier in who can sort of come and who's going to struggle, it's in regard to the visa requirements. So they're the three documents, potentially three that you need. Uh, once you have those documents, um, if you're using a place like me or another provider, usually we'll, uh, we want scans of all your documents to make sure everything looks good. Once it does, you then come to Asuncion. Uh, we like you to spend, Asuncion is the capital of Paraguay where, where we're based. We like to spend you to spend at least four days here. We usually only need one or two days to take you through to the government offices. 
Uh, we say four days just because it's South America. If there's a hiccup, it's good to have a bit of wriggle room to solve any issues before you need to leave. Once people have submitted their documents, they have two options. After that, you can effectively just start living in Paraguay from then on. The government will give you something called a bridging visa or a visa precaria, which basically means you can stay in Paraguay until your documents are ready. And then obviously when your documents are ready, you can start living. The other option is people can just return to their home country, in which case when the documents are prepared, we will send them to you um, via usually DHL Express. The average processing time from when you um, sit, uh, when you touch down in Asuncion and start your process to receiving your, your documents in your hand is about two to three months. Mm. And, that's really, okay. and that's really it in regards to, I guess, of the, the process. Super easy. And does your team look after Paraguay only or do you cover other jurisdictions as well? Well, I think for us, we really wanted to focus on Paraguay and do Paraguay really well before eventually we might consider other jurisdictions, but we're, we're purely focused on Paraguay. We live here full time. Yeah, and I think it can give us a bit of an advantage over some people that they might recommend Paraguay, but really mm -hmm. they're not here every day solving problems for people like we can be. Okay, understood. And and just to provide some comparison, so I, I'm actually next door for those who didn't hear the beginning of that conversation in yeah. in, in Uruguay and Montevideo, and the, the process for residency is quite similar. And I, I guess mm. the neighbors had made sense. So the apostille is, uh, as as Paul pointed out, uh, a stamp or a, a system for mutual recognition of government documents that was established in 1961 the Apostille Convention and the, the part of one of the Hague Conventions. And so what that means is that I guess it helps other governments to know that what you're presenting to them is, is real, right? So they require just, just like Paraguay, uh, Apostille, um, birth certificate, uh, police certificate from whichever jurisdiction you were last residing. But what's different in your way you require uh, a certificate that showed that you've been vaccinated for all those childhood vaccines that you you would have got, right? Okay. And so, but it's pretty similar. Uh, and, you know, I just want to call out the vaccine part because the rest is straightforward. So I've been living a chunk of my life in the UK. So when, and everything is computerized. And so you got to print out. And that that did present some challenges here wow. in your guy. They didn't know what to, to do with it. So if you come from a system where everything is automated, like Singapore, where I've lived, or parts of the US or parts of Europe, it could be a, a bit challenging uh, in, in terms of Uruguay versus Paraguay. But uh, same thing, you know, you, you come in and if it is that you come from uh, uh, a jurisdiction and you're a citizen of, let's say, a tier A passport, you're not going to have a problem. But if you have a lower tier passport, a weaker passport, then you you have to jump through some hoops in getting a visa to get here in the first place. And, and I guess that could be a challenge. But anyway, so you you have the vaccine stuff. Uh, you go to a relevant medical practitioner here in Montevideo. They, they have a look at it. If they like it, they sign off on it. Then you go to the government office, you get an appointment. And 
they look at all the documents and it's relatively straightforward. They give you, like, like you said in Paraguay, it's a sort of temporary document that gives you permission until some months later where they actually get the residency card thing sorted out. So, uh, you know, again, similar uh, in, in scope from, from what I'm hearing and from, from what I'm understanding. So, so, so that's quite interesting. So if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.